Sergeant and Mr. Smith, you're gonna love this house. Bunk beds in a closet? There's no field manual for finding the right home. But when you do, USAA Homeowners Insurance can help protect it the right way. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to taste the flavoriest flavor to ever flavor? Mmm. Snapple is ridiculously flavorful. And you can uncap a Snapple real fat with every bottle. Like, cows produce more milk when they listen to music. Come on, leave the ridiculousness to Snapple. And grab one of your favorites that pack a punch. Explore all of the delicious flavors at Snapple.com. Forever. on today i mean we do but i'm not but like i'm not rocking with her right now no, listen I just, just can't I'm not on her team i'm 100 percent on her team you know i've i finished the no, season you're not <laughs> i've uh. i finished the season of insecure and i am team molly all the way wow for, for those who don't know what we're no, talking about bro. we're talking about yvonne orgy who's yes. also uh, who's on the hbo show insecure um Plays Molly, but I'm not Team Molly, bro. I'm Team Issa all, all right, day. Well, I'm sure we'll you know get to mean? talk to her about it, but I, I, th- I just think this is a momentous occasion for the podcast. You know what I mean? Because we have such, a, we're, we're getting guests of, you know, Yvonne's caliber on. It, I don't know. It feels yeah. pretty good. How do this you is a big it? moment for us. It's like a, right. you know, it's like a transitional moment. You think we'd get invited to the boat, the Issa yacht? I'm trying to get. I know, the- I think, dude. I, you know? Me too. What are, you, what are you gonna say? I just feel like it's like this episode, and then very next step, Issa Yacht. I it's just Issa Yacht, exactly. I'm gonna be on that boat. We are gonna be rocking. Yo, we gonna be partying. I'm gonna be like, Mama, I made it. <laughs> so you just gonna say the. So so everyone knows, uh, Yvonne has a HBO special called Mama. We're not I even made reviewing it. it. That's not even what. <laughs> what do you? No, I, so I don't know what you guys are. I'm talking like about life, if I'm on the politics. boat, if I'm on Issa's yacht, scream. I'm going to scream out, Mama, I made it. I don't know. To who? Is your mom there? Yes. Is she? I, it's it's more like, Honestly, a, it's like a, you know, it's the thing you say. I'm with yeah. John on this. I would FaceTime my mom and scream, Mama, You're with I made John it. on this? Mm-hmm. I kind of okay, with John. She would ask me that if I'm wearing a life vest because I can't swim. But I would scream, Mama. I guess I just, I just feel a little insecure about how I. Wow. <laughs> Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? How's it going? How you doing? I'm good. I am, you know, every day I'm like it's ebbs and flows. One day it's like, yo, man, yeah. I need just a, a mental health break. And then another day, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and then Dave Chappelle drops a comedy yeah. out special at like midnight. I'm like, well, this is what we need right now. Right. You know, like, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta stay up and gotta, watch this. I, watch <laughs> I know. I watched that at 1 a.m. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, bro. Somebody said to me, I was like, you know where I'm going to bed without watching this. I don't care how long it is. <laughs> and then I was mad that it was so short. I was like, that's it? I know. And then I was like, and then I was like, I'm not doing nothing with my life. I need to do with my life. 
That's my voice saying. Like he had me feeling like I'm not a real comic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the things. It's like that was like an uncle just talking to you. My man didn't even care about jokes. He was fumbling with his notebook half the special. He was like, "Listen, guys, y'all here probably my, in my backyard. Y'all got to chill with me." So. Uh, <laughs> There's no snacks. Just listen. <laughs> right. It's it's funny because I was like, yo, I think, I think, I don't really think there were notes in that notebook. I really was <laughs> I think he was trying to bring everybody in like, oh yeah, they, they expecting, uh, they expecting good old Dave. He's like, nah, they getting Uncle Dave today. And it <laughs> gotcha, like, Nick. <laughs> and he was like, throwing the scent off. Like, let me see what else I got in here. And it's just like, I think it's like the notebook was like, nigga, 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 nigga. Like, 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 mad at the world notes. Um, no, it was it was it, it is required reading. I, I'm like, yo, I feel like they should open school back up just to like play that and then be like, so now what did you guys think about that? Like right. <laughs> where you been held up, New York or LA? Held up in LA, um, right. I hope you can hear me because I'm currently like in the woods outside of San Francisco. Oh snap. <laughs> Zero Wi-Fi. I, I don't think I came here to get away from racism. I think I just I just I, it feels like I did though, because I'm literally only looking at fields. It's like oh. I, this might have been the wrong move. I feel like you got racism to avoid, and also I'm not gonna lie. I feel like people coming from Mali, heavy, heavy. Yeah. yeah, I'm in a bunker right now. I'm in a bunker right now because you know we got one more episode. I, people have actually uh, tweeted me, letting me know that like I better be glad that I'm in quarantine. Are you serious? If they saw me in the street, it's gonna be a problem. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. No, but I feel like I feel like Issa the one that's holding out. Like, why is she? See, James, don't start this debate right now. I can't. I can't. I want to hear the heck. I'm just saying. I'm watching. I'm watching. You know, and I'm just like, yo, Issa. No. Come on. Listen. If, I know we got you on the podcast, but I can't rock with Molly right now. I can't. I can't. Issa's life is mad messy. I'm saying her life is messy. I, I appreciate you, James. You know, I think it's a very educated black man. Oh! There you, oh. Go. you gotta come <laughs> to me like that? It's a very wise brother. Thank you. Listen. To see the, to see the, the layers of see, the, the, the dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Look, Molly had to. She had the three the three hits for me. I was I was on her team until the block party. Then uh, then we hit the uh, the diner, and then when the text came out, I was like, "Come on, man, you can't mess this text message up like that." So, so you so you mad at Molly for moving fast? That's what you you mad at Molly for hitting send too listen, fast. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm not mad. I'm saying I understand everybody's plight, but like when I make fun of James, I know I'm texting John, and when I make fun of John, I know I'm texting James. I gotta I double check before the send uh, gets hit. I gotta be honest. I've I've definitely I've sent a couple of whoops. That was that was not, not meant you. to go to that people. <laughs> yeah, so y'all, because because you look at what the text said. The text said, "I'm trying." That was Molly patting herself on the back, like, mm-hmm. "All right, I know we've had issues, but see, babe, I'm trying." You still got her feelings, like, "Oh, so you got to try with me?" Yes, ho, I got to try with you because stuff hasn't been all the way correct. So y'all really mad because Molly too fast. <laughs> Listen, I will say the one thing I love, and I guess I want to ask. I guess since we're starting, there yeah, was a we, good friendship. We, <laughs> we didn't even introduce the podcast. I was going to say, like, we should. Uh, My bad. I mean, My bad. That's all, this we're is all filming, going in, but we're doing wraparounds to intro. Oh, True. okay, you're right. 
You right, right, James. James, James, no, thank you, James. But there was a good black man. Don't do this. Thank you. First off, first off, I this this hurts because everyone usually is on my side, and now that you're supporting James, I don't know what to do with this. You see how it feels? Oh, so should I call you Molly? Wow. So I'm Molly. So you know what? Well, okay. You know what? You've you you've won me over. Okay, so I get it. I'm gonna just sit here as an educated black man. I'm gonna be quiet for like a full two seconds. <sighs> we do want to uh, say thank you though for for coming on and uh, and talking to us. So we should we should formally welcome you to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate. Uh, you know, I like to give people like a nice intro, so I got to do a traditionally, you know, <clears throat> it's gonna be not? special. This no, 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 John, not, I got it. Nice. You, what you mean? I want to. I want to be. She's a part of the pot. We got. <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? See, that, see, just so you know, that was my drum. Um, uh, I, no, I see you. I can see you. Yeah, it was a. You couldn't see it because you know I'm about to take my my haircut isn't ready, but I got drums. In it. Oh wow! Wow, okay. you didn't. Thank you didn't have to. Okay. All right. Thank. Okay. You know this is this podcast ain't working out. Find all the drums, everyone. Well, origin, y'all, probably, y'all know her from Insecure. Got the special out on HBO. Black woman with an HBO special. Yes. That's so lit. Welcome, yo. Welcome. Um, I appreciate you guys. I'm happy to be here. Y'all, y'all, are, y'all are a ball of fun right now. <laughs> we try to wake you up. You in a bunker. We trying to make sure this this bunker life is good. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm in a bunker. I walk, I walk, I walk down the street, and it was this, this couple that owned. They didn't have dogs. They owned wolves. Like it's they like me? wolves. I'm sorry. Wolves? Exactly. Like Jon Snow's wolves. And I just saw his raven. I don't know that this was a good idea. Again, I tell you, if I if you don't hear from me, call my mama and tell her how I love her. Okay. Well, well, you know, I heard people started buying wolves after um Game of Thrones got really popular. And then they realized they were wolves. And then they were like just leaving them up for adoption now. So it's kind of crazy. I would be no, surprised if Tiger King came these- out. Oh, snap. No, no, these are these are these are like man wolves. Like wow. they they've had them since they were babies. They they grew up, and they they were like, oh, they're you know like you know people walk their dogs. I'm like they don't bite. No, no, they couldn't even say that. They're like, well, you know, he's a little feisty. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta. Oh my goodness, that is t- honestly that's terrifying. That is terrifying. Oh, <laughs> um, um, there's so much to talk about. I'm so yes. like. So yeah, like to... normally uh, on this show, we talk about, <laughs> you know, we talk about leading black actors uh, in, in Hollywood and our purpose of starting this podcast when we, when we started it like five, almost five years ago now was to kind of showcase to people how um, it was so difficult for uh, black actors to be the lead of like Hollywood movies. There was this, um, you know, anyway. <laughs> you you know, get it. You know. <laughs> uh, but, has yeah. that ended? No, exactly. It hasn't. It hasn't really ended. But I, I think people would say that diversity is a trend right now. Right? It's a fad. It's hot. It's sexy. It's sexy. It's sexy to say it though. But that, I guess that's yeah. the real thing. Is it's sexy to say it? But at least on the still auditioning end of it, is like. We still auditioning to be the best friend of the lead white dude. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. now his best friend is a black dude, you know? <laughs> so that trend is like, crazy. 
I feel like all of this is changing though, because even now with the protests, mm-hmm. folks are not really trying to hear diversity anymore or urban. I feel like there was a there was a label that just took away uh, the phrase urban mm-hmm. um, from the category, and I, I think I honestly think that that's what we're doing away with because. You know, I was I was talking to a friend who was also in the industry. I was like, you know what progress really is? Progress is putting the black black person not over diversity and inclusion because that's easy. Progress is putting the black person over white accounts, and like putting the white person over diversity and inclusion because that means they're woke enough to understand how to include us into mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like. That's progress, not like, hey, black person, be over this black thing. It's like, no, <laughs> like, right. like, trust me enough to be over the, the 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 main thing. Not that the black people aren't the main thing, but because we are, but be over the thing that doesn't need to be its own subcategory. The only reason it's a subcategory is because you forgot about it, and so now you needed to have it. But like, why don't we all be inclusive, and then make me in charge of the thing that's already inclusive? That's right. Exactly. Facts. <laughs> Beautifully said. Yeah, no, that's exactly what we've been kind of talking through and, and going through. But we, yeah, I don't know. Do you want, you guys want to kick it off? We would love yeah. to know more about your personal journey. I I know. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, because we, we watched this special and like, one, you're from PG. I'm from Southeast. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? Mumbo, mumbo oh, sauce mumbo on the wings. Sauce? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mumbo, mumbo sauce? Wait, wait. What's stop? What's stop on the green line though? What's oh, see, this is my thing. Line? I didn't even like. I'm Anacostia. I'm the closest to Anacostia. I'm like, oh, Anacostia. Yeah, you know. I used to go to church around there. See, that's where most of the black churches be at. And then you know, my family moved <laughs> to PG too because that's you know, the county with all the black folk with money. <laughs> <laughs> but, we already know. But it's so it was so it was so great watching the special because honestly. You you had to play both worlds. Like I remember growing up in DC, and it was that phrase that you even mentioned in special, like the African booty scratcher. So like coming, being African, but then also really being African American. Like what was that balance like? Because I feel like sometimes in Hollywood, not even Hollywood in America, it feels like there's a tension between like African Americans and Africans because it feels like everyone's trying to vibe for who's better or you know who had it worse. So that kind of energy. It's so funny because I was really having this conversation with a friend yesterday um, who is African-American and she was saying, I mean, because one thing I know, I'm like, I believe that I'm supposed to be a bridge between the two, um, kind of those two worlds because I feel like there's so much misunderstanding because I do from, anytime I meet an African-American, it's like, oh, y'all Africans think you better than us. Mm. And I was telling her, I was like, the thing about it is like, especially being Nigerian, we're always taught to be better than like whoever's our competitor. Like it's not even like we're looking to crap on a group of people. It's just like, if I'm in Nigeria, you better be better than the person who's number one in your class. It's like, ah, mm. so I'm looking to be better than the, the best Nigerian. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like our, our um, I literally have tattoos on my arms. Nigerians don't finish last. Like it's a Nigerian, they carry last. And so that's like our motto, like our country motto. It's just, it's very much like whatever you do in this world, you better be darn good at it and you better be the best. And so she was saying like, wow. So it's not really that y'all are even trying to be better than African-Americans. You're just trying to be better in life. Mm -hmm. And then she was just like, as as an African-American, you know, through obviously slavery and institutionalized racism, it was ingrained that African-Americans weren't, 
good at X, Y, and Z, even though we built the White House, right. you know, even though, you know, all these things. So it's kind of like for a she was telling me, she was like, for years and for centuries, it's always been this like black people trying to prove their goodness or their bestness. Whereas from an, a Nigerian point of view, we're always just trying to be the best, period, because no one told us we couldn't be. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's like when you look at it like that, it's really not like us looking down. It's really just us always looking up, <laughs> you know, like it's mm. just like, well, how do we That's how cool. do we always how do we always do that? But at the same time, there because of the because of so much misunderstanding and so much, you know, how do I say like because I, I told her I was like to be honest in Nigeria because of Wi-Fi and because of cable the imagery of African-Americans was like BET shows and cops, you know, like really anything that, sh- like you said, like what this, the whole reason for this podcast is what do you see black people as in entertainment? That's what's perpetuated overseas in the continent. So when parents bring their kids to America, the conversation is make sure you go over there. Don't take any of the, just, just study hard and come back and, you know, because you have a culture here that does not subscribe to any of this, non, you know, any of these things that we're showing. And so it's like, uh, you know, as a, as a child of immigrants, you kind of, you're like, but wait, then you come here and you're like, but black people were cool. <laughs> but the, but yeah. the older generation is just like, uh, we don't know, don't, don't associate too much because we see what's happening. And it's like, no, you see what media is perpetuating. But that's what media does. Media has the power to make you think now, okay, like crazy rich Asians, all Asian people are rich. Think, right. You know, it's like, no, there's there's nuance. How many, like even on the show Insecure, it's like Alexander Hodge who plays Andrew. It's like, for the first time, it's like, dang, Asian people can be sex symbols because mm. he's so used to being cast as the nerd or whatever. But it's like, when you're able to see a group of people differently, you're able to receive them differently. So I think the hurt to your question of the misunderstanding and or the relationship, the tension between African Americans and Africans, and not Africans like South Africa, but Africans (laughs) (laughs) in general, is is we haven't sat down to really understand like we're not each other's enemy. There is misunderstanding, but this is exactly what colonization and slavery wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm like, it. we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store.
When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Lay's. Lay's Potato Chips proudly grow potatoes on over 100 farms across North America. That's right. You're living in a nation full of golden stuff. From 23 million potatoes in Virginia to 366 million potatoes in California in 2022 alone. You can thank your farmers for making your stay golden moments possible. Lay's. Stay golden. To learn more, head to goldengrowshere.com. This summer, no matter where you're going, bring Kinder Bueno along for the ride. The smooth milk chocolate, crispy wafer, and creamy hazelnut filling will turn your ordinary road trip into an extraordinary journey that's made to savor. So what are you waiting for? Grab your Kinder Bueno bar at the next stop. Mmm. When crispy meets creamy, life gets bueno. Head to the Kinder Bueno U.S. Instagram page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Whatever you're into, with Amazon Prime, you can go deep. So if you're all about pop right now, you could watch pop documentaries on Prime Video. Discover pop playlists on Amazon Music Prime. And if you're really serious, order a rhyming dictionary with fast free shipping from Prime. From shopping to streaming to saving, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. I, I I have a, a follow-up question that, I mean, I know we're, we're going to be talking about a, a wide range of things today, but this sort of relates to what Gerard was just asking and to what you were just talking about, about how, you know, for a lot, because of the media, black people in America were represented a certain way in Nigeria. Do, uh, from people in your circles, what are, what are you hearing about the Black Lives Matter movement from Nigerians, people in in Africa that are that are in your circles of course obviously you can't speak for everyone but like yeah. what 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 are you hearing anything partic- in particular about that in terms of support or in terms of uh, uh, in terms of point of view so the thing is the reality is and I, I know a lot me and my friends we've talked about this like it doesn't like when a police officer pulls you over they're not going to be like oh my god you're a different kind of black person. You went to, you know, extra yeah. school and you have a, a green passport. They're, they're literally just going to be black, right? right. And exactly. I think that, that you know, for so long, the older generation tried to do the separate thing of like, hey, you're in America, but you're not, you know, like you're in it, but you're not of it, right? So it's like just, and it was it was the thing that I think even African-Americans have experienced of this like, hey, you know, maybe if you just, go to the best schools and you can, it's like, no, we actually had a black president who did all of that. And look at what they did to him. You know, so it's like, yeah. it's not even, it's the rules are constantly changing. Then it's like, after we got the black president, who literally was like flawless, you know, and then it was like, you know what, now to be president, you got to grope women. And then you, you got to like, not be able to read. It's like, what? <laughs> <That's> so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like they, the the rules change, and you know, you know, I, I someone posted this thing, and I reposted it, and it was saying like, "Hey, Africans, this is our fight too." You know, mm-hmm. it, we can't also we can't be here and be like, "Ah, dang, that sucks for y'all," because like no one cares that we are from another country other than like 
you know, the people in another country. But it's like, while we're here, while we're taking the, like, while we're uh, absorbing and utilizing and benefiting from the benefits that we are afforded as Americans or in America, then like, bruh, we have to stand in solidarity too. And one thing I told my, I told my, um, my friend, I was like, dang, wouldn't it be crazy dope if anywhere in the world, people of color that were black or brown were being crapped on, the African Union could mobilize and be like, mm. to the rescue. And she was like, so basically Wakanda. And I was like, no. <laughs> Real life. I was like, yo, the crazy thing about it is, and this is what we don't understand, like as the, the diaspora, is slavery was horrible. What y'all got in slavery in terms of like, like the systematic oppression, the three-fifths of person, all of that to, to dismantle Black mobilization and Black power. On, on the diaspora side, we got in colonization. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, guys, so we're going to give you guns and alcohol. Can we mm-hmm. grab some of this gold, though? Can we grab some of this rubber, though? Mm-hmm. Can we grab some of this oil, though? And so it's just like on both sides, it's like the the power of black people have been crippled, and so it's like, and and then there's also corruption. You know, let's let's not let's not fake. Right. There's also corruption. So it's kind of like the superpower that black people are actually supposed to be around the world, um, has been diminished in order to in order for like the powers that be to stay in power. And I think what we're seeing now in America is this uprising of like, now nah, we tired of this because <laughs> we don't believe the lies anymore. And I think that's what like the rumbling and to speak to Dave Chappelle is like, we don't, we're not, we're, we don't believe these lies anymore. We're not three fifths people. We are actually smarter, better, whatever you want to call it. We are actually dope as heck. We are actually w- world leaders. We're these things that you told us we couldn't be. And now you're mad that that's why all that you put on us, we are actually surpassing in every realm, in every country, in every, in every, in every establishment. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm all No, bad. that's I'm amazing. Listen, oh, listen that's, that's the flow we need right that now. Was, that's the that energy was, yeah. <laughs> going forward. <laughs> 2020, <laughs> yo. <laughs> um, one of the things I really, this is, this is a, a slight detour, but um, just, just because we were, we were talking about, the relationship and one of the things i loved about your special uh was the fact that you it was part documentary essentially right like you took us the viewer to your home to nigeria to you know showing us your parents showing us some of your friends showing you know kind of i think one of the things about comedy that uh people may may take for granted especially white people sometimes in America, (laughs) you take for granted is like a common point of reference. Right. So like there are certain jokes. Right. And and this is that, that, you know, that dichotomy happened in the nineties where it was like, Oh, black people got, you know, those are jokes for black people. And these are jokes for white people. Um, And, and really what that was speaking to is just that when you have a different point of reference, you know, the comedy can sometimes be, be, you know, different. Um, But one of the things that was so for me so cool about your special was that um you had these jokes you know the the jokes were for the for the audience you know in in the theater that your fans that you've amassed over the years like people who do get this point of reference but then you also kind of show 
you know, you literally like go like when you did the, you know, the joke about haggling, then you kind of go and show people like you <laughs> haggling, right? Like, and it, and it, and to me, it was like, oh my God, that enhances it. Like you could laugh at that joke, even if you don't necessarily understand it. Cause you do such a great job explaining it, like, like in the stand up itself, but then we actually see it. You know, or when we see the guy say, like, at the stop sign, you stop, you know, like, that was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, for you to say it, and we're laughing, and then we actually see it, we're like, oh, my God, this is real. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to know a little bit more about, like, kind of what uh, inspired you to have that idea to, to, to go and kind of and, and show uh, people. And, it, yeah, if that was, like, intentional or, or what. What's crazy is we didn't script any of those, like, man on the street things. It was literally off cuff. And I've had the, I've had the Nigerian given direction joke mm-hmm. from an experience with like asking Nigerians in America for direction. And I was like, bro, I wonder if this is the same back home. Like, let's uh-huh. just see what they talking about. And sure enough, I was like, y'all can't even make this up. This is better. <laughs> in some ways, I'm like, yo, this is better than the actual joke. Because like this, this man really was like, just go all the way down, 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 down. And I was like, no. <laughs> and it, 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 it almost solidified, like, you can take the guy out of Lagos, but you can't mm-hmm. take Lagos out of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's, it's that, especially for the older version, and, and it, it's that kind of thing, too, that I was trying to show that there's no way to separate me and my experience as an African-American or, and as a Nigerian, it's like, it's, it's embedded. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's just, even if I tried, even like, even if all I listened to was like rap music, all I, whatever it is, even if all I I did was go to the cookout and sing before I let go, like whatever rap culture thing you want to try there is still a Nigerian in me that is like, I move differently because of like the influences. And I think, and again, just like even tying the whole conversation up, I don't necessarily think it's about like having to choose, right? Because mm-hmm. there is this thing of like, well, you, you an American now. So I'm just like, yeah, I am in America, but I have very Nigerian sensibilities. And that makes me unique. And that makes right. me different. And that makes me, that makes my American experience even more heightened, right? So it's not like, hey, let me put down this Nigerian side and let me only pick up this American thing because I'm in America. But it's like part of the great melting pot of America is that so many people came here with different, you know, points of views. Unfortunately, African-Americans didn't come here uh, like woefully. Um, But it's like, while I'm here as Yvonne Orji with these two perspectives, let me show you a little bit about how my blackness is, you know, right. with all the things that it's like, it's like, it's like jambalaya, right? It's like, you can't, you can't have jambalaya without shrimp. It's like, you can't, you can't have gumbo without, you can't have gumbo without a little bit of the crab meat. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Who's mad? You know, if, you, if you're allergic to shellfish, then you don't eat gumbo. Like, that's just, that, those are just the rules. So it's like you can you have I'm the gumbo that is just like yo my my blackness encompasses so many so much let me show you let me show you it I love that, that that's a t-shirt slogan right there I'm the gumbo I'm the gumbo <laughs> I'm the gumbo you know I'm watching the special one I love you know now you got you got the HBO checks but I love that your mom <laughs> still treats you the same like even though you got her a Louis bag like. 
she still cared about the thing you missed from the grocery store on the list, which which is like something my mom would do. She'd be like, yeah, man, listen, I, I see you got me this trip or whatever, whatever, but where's the milk I told you to get, you know? Um, wow. So that moment was so... changes. Like, which is interesting. So I wanted to ask you about what are some of the changes? And I think it's kind of this question is a two-part question because you mentioned earlier just, you know, what insecure and and seeing, you know, Alexander, like, who's Asian and he's a sex symbol. And also I think what is really important, I bring this up a lot because I guess I'm darker skin, but watching Insecure is like you, Issa, then you have Amanda and Natasha. But there are the sex scenes like that you and Issa have. So you see like these black bodies finally being shown in a way that is like um, owning uh, their sexuality where a lot of times in movies, if it's going to be a movie, the light-skinned woman is going to be like the love interest the dark skin one is going to be the sex crazed one, and the Asian guy is going to be the geeky dude. Like, have you seen like an evolution in Hollywood just of the changing of times a little bit now that you've been in it in the game? And like, you know, I think I think what it is is strategic um, positioning, or not even that's not even the word. Like, I think it's just it's a, it takes a creative like Issa, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I credit Issa for so much, and I'm not to say that because she's my friend and my boss, and <laughs> you know so many other things. But but it's like I remember the breakdown for Molly, and it was like dark skinned black woman, and it's just oh. like huh? like wow. she specifically because the reality was. And she said, you know, I'm a black, I'm a dark-skinned black woman, and I have friends, my, you know, that are also dark-skinned black women. So I don't understand why Hollywood makes us feel like we can't have two dark-skinned black women on screen at the same time. Like, it's not palatable for who, whereas it's actually my reality. And so, you know, to that sense, you know, because, again, what people who are in positions of power who don't understand the dynamics the actual dynamics of such relationships they're like well we got to give uh these people what they want and then we also have it's like a checklist it's like okay dark skin light skin uh uh curly hair uh racially ambiguous uh, mm. it's just like let's just check all the boxes and Issa was like no i'm i'm actually showing my world the reality of my world so like help me understand why we can't have two and you know hbo was not tripping about it it was like this is we can't tell you about your vision and your experience. <laughs> we can, you know what I'm saying? Like right. she said, yeah. like they've been like, we can tell you about story and structure, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, go out, go off. That's so and, cool to hear that. So cool. But it's just like, but who else in positions that can make decisions is thinking that, right? Or is willing to be like, no, this to fight for that. People don't know that that is a thing. They just they just continue to perpetuate what they see. So if they're like the light skinned black girl, and not to say like the light skinned black girl shouldn't get work because everybody should get work. There should be enough work for everybody. Right. But just recognizing and understanding that there are different what different things mean, right? What what different shades have like over history and culturally what what seeing um, yourself as beautiful looks like. Right. And mm-hmm. how uh, for a lot of darker skinned black women, they haven't seen themselves as such because all that's perpetuated towards them about what beauty standards are is very different. And so, you know, to your question, what's changed? I mean, what will continue to change is if more creatives are giving the power and the liberty to be as authentic and honest as possible. And I think that's happening. I think we're entering a shift 
um, where honestly, I think the powers that be in Hollywood are like, man, I think we've gotten it wrong. <laughs> like, right. I think right now, you just said, I think they've been like, maybe you, have you not, I thought we were doing it right. And it's just like, it was very surface level, quote unquote, doing it right. And now with the protests and now with everything, this is, I think what's happening right now is not just about George Ford. That was definitely a catalyst. Oh, yeah. I feel like it is excavating everything beneath the surface, beneath the layers, like beauty brands are being checked. You know, in yep. like different industries are being checked. Clothing companies that have been making gazillions off of the backs of blacks. It's like, hey, well, who do you have in your in your corporation that looks like us? And it's like, if you don't, guess what? You won't have our green money. That's what they're going to short. You know, so, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a uh, just another follow up again to to this last question. But do you do you feel like it's important? I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it without, <laughs> I'm not trying to put you into a box, but like for, for you in terms of like roles that you're seeing coming, coming to you, um, you know, are you, uh, do you, are you noticing a change in creative teams? You know, are you noticing a change in like, uh, are there, are, are you seeing more POCs on, on, uh, on creative teams that are, that are approaching to you? And then, and then secondly, like, is it, do do you think that it's on us, the actor, to be aware of that in in parts that we take, or like, should we be infiltrating as many spaces as we can, right. you know, and and being and being present as, in in as many places as we can to to further have change, you know? It's it, this is a more open ended question. I'm not trying to. I'm not expecting. I mean, this specific. <laughs> we should definitely be infiltrating as, as in in all aspects, right? And it's kind of like it's almost kind of like it ain't enough to just be an actor no more. Like it is, that's cool, mm -hmm. but it's like, yo, I, if you can't write, find a partner with a writer. You know what I'm saying? Be like, yo, I got this idea, and I need yeah. you to be, you know, to do this. Or, um, you know, I, one thing I love about I told East that was like, yo, your dreams your vision birthed so many dreams. Like Jay mm -hmm. got a chance to be uh, directed this season. It's really like, yo, this is, this is how the change happens because now it's undeniable. Like you can't be like, well, we will give you your chances as first time director, but you know, you've never done it. It's like, actually, here's my resume. Got, got to do it. And on such a large scale. Right. Um, but at the same yeah. time, like in, in whatever, I think we have a responsibility. The thing about when anytime you're black, you're never just allowed to just be black, right? You're always like teacher, mentor, student. Like you yeah. can't just be like, I, I, like, I, I, like the, the the privilege comes in when you have the luxury to just be. Like we yeah. can't ever just be. Like we can't just be like, yeah, I'm an actor. No, I'm literally <laughs> in in a scene for a project, and it's just like you know we're sitting, <laughs> we're like we're in we're in rain is supposed to happen, and I have like natural hair. And I'm just supposed to just be like in the rain as if it's fun because my <laughs> white counterpart is also in the rain. And I was just like, hey guys, uh, quick note. So in no way, shape or form uh, with me as a black girl, just be chilling here because rain and hair don't mix. And I was just like, I know I can't like rewrite the script and like leave. But as an actress, I was like, I have to at least say a line like, oh no my hair and so yeah. i like said that and even if i stayed at least it's like acknowledging like right. 
well, she made a decision to stay, but she also made it consciously knowing that her hair is about to get ruined. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just those little fights that you have to, you, you can't just like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. Chad, Chad. I don't know why Chad. Because <laughs> Chad sounds like the right name to put in there. You know it was Chad. You know it was a Chad. <laughs> Chad or a Todd. <laughs> whatever, whatever. You know, whatever you want, Chad. Like I gotta be like no, because there's some. There's like I have black fans, and I need them to watch this and not be like this. Hold up, sold that for a Chad. No, because <laughs> yeah, it's really true. So, what are you thinking for lunch? Uh, I can't. I'm getting new window treatments. Why don't you just go to Blinds.com? Because I need custom products. Blinds.com products are made to order, and they ship samples to you fast and free. Wow, how convenient. Tell me more. They can even verify your measurements and handle the installation. Plus, their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Well, you've convinced me. Let's go eat. I've got time now. Shop Blinds.com and save 40% on selected products. Rules and restrictions may apply. Priceline presents, go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love driving with Uber because I have access to 24-7 live support, which is really great because I like to drive at night. I like to know I have support in the middle of the night or early in the morning. I can chat with a live agent 24-7. As a female driver, I get it. You need to feel protected. And Uber has our back for sure. Uber, earn like a boss. Sign up to earn today at uber.com slash boss. Yeah, that's so that's so true. And I think um, it's interesting because it, it feels like we are living in this time where, you know, part of this movement, I think that's happening, you know, with even the, the label anti-racist is trying to tell people like it's not enough to just not be racist. Right. It's not enough to just think that you're just doing, you know, the the right thing or not being prejudiced or things like that it's like we have to be socially like people <laughs> have to be socially conscious they have to understand like the systemic problems that exist um and there's a responsibility to that and that extends out like kind of for everyone and as actors as as people where you know people look up look up to you you know that 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 responsibility um, can weigh heavy and it weighs way more heavy on black people and black women, honestly, to be, to be completely real with it um, than anybody else. So um, I mean, like that's, I'm, I'm interested to know if uh, I'm interested to know how your um, faith ties into this because uh, just, I I myself am a a Christian. I I came from a pretty conservative, like kind of Christian, Christian background um 
And I know for me, there was like this whole kind of faith journey getting into, um, you know, acting and things like that. Like I think people have so many uh, opinions on it. Um, so I was just wondering if, yeah, you could share a little bit about kind of your uh, journey with that and how, how it ties into uh, your career or if it does at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only reason you guys probably know about me is because <laughs> of Jesus, um, because this chick was on her way to being the worst doctor in the world. Like, y'all would have been like, ma'am, I need you to just put, I need you to just put the needle in my arm. Like, I can't look, though, but I can't look. Um, <laughs> and it was just, it, it would have been bad. I wouldn't have even had to take the, the oath. They were just like, this chick is not going to make it. So, um, you know, faith, I, I, God was the one who told me to do comedy. I mm. remember Holy Spirit, loud as day, being like, what else you got? I'm like, nothing. He's <laughs> like, well, you going to rock with us or not? I'm like, I don't understand why you talk to me like you DMX. I got <laughs> questions. You don't, you don't have to be a bully about this. Um, and he really gave me an ultimatum. Like, if you say you rock with me, you say you trust me. If you say you have faith in me, well, this is your moment. Like, this is this is how you show me. Mm. And I was nervous. I was scared. I was like, this don't make no sense. I was like, have you met my mom? She don't even let me not give her lettuce. How she don't <laughs> let me not give her doctor. Like, you mean, like, it's all the questions. And um, he just, I, I remember in that moment being like, what's the point? What's the point of going to church? What's the point of singing the songs? What's the point of going through the performance if I'm really not going to live the life? Because for all of that, like, I can just, I can be fake anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. just holding on to that hope, holding on to um, the, the what if God knows more mm -hmm. is what got me here. You know, because at some point it gets hard. You're like, maybe this this guy don't know what he's talking about. But you got to hold on to like, maybe he does. And it's that, but maybe he does that really stuck with me in the dark times that really rock with me when I was like, I'm five seconds from depression, kids. Like, this is, yeah. this is harder than I imagined. And it was just standing in the truth of his word that, that sustained me, that got mm. me over the darkest days here wow awesome man you know <laughs> I, I, i'm i'm a can i ask uh, a real molly like question right now because i feel like i just want I just, <laughs> I just feel like i just want to get it out and just i was trying to think about the whole way how to how to phrase it in a in a in a calm way but i feel like molly got the bluntness to her you know so i just feel like let me just blunt it uh <laughs> um, no but seriously now hearing that story because i think there are a lot of actors especially black actors who if you haven't made it into I don't know someone mentioned it before that um black elite that happens now because I feel like Hollywood because the pool of leading roles is whatever and like they only pick from the certain black people who have now been kind of um elevated to a certain extent most of whom did it on their own. Like when I think about Issa, the Donald Glovers and like Lena Waves, it's like a lot of their notoriety came from like their own creations and like work that they've done. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think that in Hollywood going forward, now that we have this kind of call for black voices, that there is a, 
not responsibility, but maybe responsibility for those who have made it to kind of help usher in those under them. Like, I feel like I see a lot of times, like, filmmakers of other races always go, oh, man, I saw this short film from the person from my hometown, and I wanted to put them on, now that person's Guillermo del Toro. Or Steven Spielberg is like, ah, I saw this short film from this kid, now this kid is doing Jurassic World. Do you think, like, Black entertainment people have the same responsibility to help? This is like the uh, the Lena Waithe kind of, she had a little... Con- Oh, yes, 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 yes. Lena Waif had a, a comment, uh, was it a year or two ago, about like how the Will Smiths and Denzels should be actively helping people out. Even though Denzel does it a lot, I think maybe she just didn't know at the time. But um, I guess my question is, do you think it's a responsibility for those who came before to help out those behind? Is the question. I mean, I think Black people have always been helping. I think, I think yeah. they have. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just feel like inherently, if you are... If you are a black creative, at some point in your life, you have. Mm-hmm. It may not be visible. It may not be like you got a school of, you know, you know, a school of prep for actors. <laughs> you know, like it, you know, it may not be you posting it all on the gram or the Western night, all up in the videos, all up in the studio. It may, <laughs> yeah. not, be, it may, it may not be as visible, but I think for sure we've known the responsibility and. Tr- and also, back in the day, there were very limited options, right? I think we have a, a now, I'll say a militant, but a very vigilant push of like, you're not, not going to bring my brother in. You know, you open the door for me, guess what? I'm letting everybody in. Yeah. Um, I know in my career and in my life, I definitely had people um, reach out to me. There was a, a young man named Michael Ajakwe who was a writer. Nigerian cat and I was like who the f is this guy so I reached out to him on Facebook he got me my first internship it was an unpaid internship in LA Bailey Kyle Evans who you know uh executive produced Martin mm. uh, and Stacey Evans Morgan they brought me in and then like Chris Rock you know put me you know as an opener on his tour so it was just and, and Issa you know like so it was just mm-hmm. like I definitely have benefited from you know black people reaching back um, for me, I keep a running list. Like one thing I will know, cause Mike, Mike was, I recognized the, the Nigerian name and I was like, bruh, <laughs> uh, you don't know me, but, uh, we got something in common. <laughs> so I keep, I keep a running list, a running tab, like anybody with a Nigerian name that like gets on my radar. I'm like, yo, who's that? what they do? Mm. Cool. And sometimes it's just like, yo, okay, let's just have lunch. Like, hey, you good? You straight? You got a bed? Because for me specifically, I know the journey as not only a black person, but as a first generational immigrant. Right? Let me tell you right now, it's so different. Like, I feel like black people in the arts, like African Americans in the arts, it's kind of like, oh yeah, baby, and if you want to dream it, you can do it. Like, there's that support from like your parents, like reach as high as you can, baby. I don't know why I'm doing this, like. <laughs> But I just feel like, I think I've watched Soul Food once many times. It's like, baby, you can do it. Uh, <laughs> in my household, it was like, this thing you want to do, nobody else is doing it. I'm like, what the heck? Nobody? Like, yes. nobody else is doing it? And so it wasn't until I got to New York that it was like a, a coalition. They were also in the mm-hmm. bunker, like, hey, uh, meeting at five o'clock, the Nigerians and the Africans in the <laughs> art industry, uh, you know, <laughs> meet at the Central Park, uh, shake, two, shake two birds on the way here. It's like, what? And like, I just, I, it didn't make sense that it was almost like we had to be in hiding. 
because our parents basically disowned us. Our family was like, you're like, you're a disgrace and a rebel, you know, because it was like, we don't, they didn't know how, and not because they didn't love us, they didn't know how to help us. And so I know particularly for me, any, any African I see in the industry, I know it wasn't just because like, they told their parents this is what they wanted to do. And their parents were like, go for it. <laughs> it was more like, eh, don't come home until you, until you change your mind. <laughs> and so I particularly, you know, it's funny, it's funny now, like, I think there's a new generation. Like I have a cousin who told, you know, my aunt, but my aunt is also different, who told my aunt she wanted to do musical theater. And my aunt was like, cool. I was like, what manner of African are you? <laughs> cool. You just... You just said okay with no resistance. How's she gonna make it in life? Like, <laughs> you, you, you gotta give her some some, some resistance. What the heck? It's, and it was. Go ahead. No, I said no. It's so interesting because that is I can one hundred percent vouch that you've done that because one of our mutual friends, uh, Mamadou. I don't know Mamadou's last name. Oh, I've known him for ten years, yeah. but he wrote a spec um, for Broad City <laughs> and wrote you as like. Um, it was, it was like basically like Alana always uh, acts black and he like wrote you in as the person that comes in as like, hey, we got to stop this. And he said he reached out to you. Y'all met up in New York and you were like so pleasant and kind. And I'm like, oh, so you are a person who actually practices what they say because we know personally a person you have been kind to. So that's really cool. You know? Oh, bless you. Because no, my thing is like, it, the thing is, I think what people expect is that like, I will be, I personally will be the one to help you. For me, I'm a connector. My 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 gift is not necessarily like I may not be the one to put you on, but I'd be like, yo, I don't know nothing about music, but I do know this other dude who knows music and he's a producer. Y'all should talk. And then and like I like I you put to you and then I go by my business. And then two years later I'll get people like that one thing you did. I'm like, I sent an email. When did I send an email? Because I'm just I'm for me, it's it's nothing. If I if I see now again, I know this podcast is gonna go up and people are gonna be like, Yvonne, remember when you said hold up? <laughs> I got it's got to be organic, right? Like there's so much stuff that I get. And I'm the kind of person that if I genuinely like something, if I if it genuinely speaks to me, you won't even have to ask me to promote. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm I'm the kind of person that's like, yo, if I rock with something and it speaks to me, and it's good, because that's the thing, too. I'm like, yo, please have good quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is at your level. Because at this point, you can do quality with an iPhone. There's no excuse, right? Um, I, I, It's easy for me to be like, look, man, look at what they're trying to do on their own, because that's what Issa did to me after I put out the first-gen trailer, because I was, like, on my own, like, trying to do my own thing. And then when I got, like, deep in the auditions, um for insecure it was just like i i I didn't have any credits to my name some of the Mm. produce some of the other producers were like i mean she's good you know and it was just kind of like well look at this thing that she and uh show an apprentice uh told me he was like well this is what she can do on her own imagine what she can do when she has like actual direction Mm. (laughs) you know actual like Mm -hmm. you know people and systems in place like make her better we can see the spark. And that's what people, they, they underestimate. Like, no, we need to see the spark. <laughs> we need to see, like, you working in your excellence. And that gives us an opportunity to be like, how can we get behind you and rally? Because all you need now is a push. Not like, uh, you, you, need, you need the ingredients. You need the cookbook. Mm-hmm. You need the pot. You need the, <laughs> it's like, God, I, this is my recipe now. At this point, this is mine. <laughs> Lord. 
<laughs> you got tired just hearing it. You're like, yeah, we know, we know those folks. Yeah. I mean, cause that's how it always people always make you do everything. Right. <laughs> like, that's that's my uh, to do list today. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write it yet? Did yeah. you produce it on your own yet? Oh my goodness! Yeah, and it, it, is, yeah. and it sucks because there are those there are our counterparts who don't have to do all that. Exactly. They literally don't even have to be smart in school and just be like, <laughs> "Look at this job I want." And it's like, sure, we'll find a way in. And you're like, right. no. Don't find a way yeah. in. <laughs> I had like what? About, uh, yeah. I had to delete a tweet um, after Vice uh <laughs> because basically there is a show. I'm not gonna say it, James. I'm being smart. There's a show fronted by a white person <laughs> who is not a comedian, not a writer. You about that's, to just describe the exact I'm, I'm log not, line? I'm I'm not, I'm not say, I didn't say anything, but it's a, it's another white person, and he just said I wanted a show, and I told him I wanted a show, and he does have a following. But I've heard that story so many times from like white creators on every level, whether it's somebody who creates a show, whether it's somebody who wants to write it or direct. I've had friends like, yeah, I just told them I wanted to direct. And it feels like there's an assumption that if you're a white male specifically, you can do the job. Whereas if you're a person of color, we got to give you a chance to prove yeah. you can do the job. You know? And I think that's the most frustrating part. Whereas like the assumption is not always the same going across the board. And that's what we, but isn't that what we're fighting with police yep. brutality? Right. It's yep. the it's literally, I mean, in a different, in a more drastic sense, it's what Amy Cooper was trying. It's like, who, who is this black man to tell me to follow the rules of the park? Mm-hmm. How dare he? And it's like, right. nah, he's just telling you to follow the rules of the park because that's what you would do. Like, you would expect me to follow, <laughs> like, if you told right. me to do that, you would expect me to curb my dog, put my dog in the thing. Like, so why is it that, like, I can't say, hey, chick, uh, by the way, BT dubs, put this dog on leash for your dog. Why does it have to be a threatening thing? Hey, okay, this quote unquote twenty dollars was is fake. Well, can we go down to wherever to the bank and for them to see if this this twenty dollars is fake before you put your knee on my neck? Like, let's talk about that. Let's like like yeah. that's basically in 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 a different form what's actually happening, what we're fighting against. It's like, wait, 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 wait. What is it? And the thing about it is. Black people aren't going to be perfect. We've mm-hmm. had to present as perfect because it's like that. We literally have to be perfect to get like the, the assistant job, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. But we, we're coming in, in as the executive, but just to, we had to be so perfect just to get into the assistant level, right? Whereas right. the assistant mm-hmm. is basically at the kindergarten level, but God bless it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> not yeah. like the yeah. assistant, but no, like exactly. the, the non-person of color assistant that's there doesn't have to be, you know, you guys understand what I'm talking yeah, about. No, 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. It's, a, be- it's, it's a beautiful sentiment. And in other words, black people are only human. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe not everybody sees us that way. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so there, so now it's kind of like we have to give ourselves permission to not be perfect. Even exactly. like with what I just, even with what I just said in terms of like, dang, black people, but you know, do we need to be, do we, can, do we have to have all the ingredients? It's like, it sucks that we have to be like, you kind of have to create your own thing before we take notice of you, whereas like somebody else can just come in with basically a recipe and be like, can somebody else go grocery shopping for me though? Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> yeah. it, it, what I'm saying now just kind of counteracts what I just said five seconds ago, because I just, I realized like that is part of the problem. It's like, yes, we should always strive to be excellent, but real equality is, hey, we're not going to be great out the gate, but can we still get a shot? And can we still like get another movie? 
Yes, like yeah. I think I think yeah, what's exactly. I think what's great is everyone. You know, it's funny because I was watching Black uh, Black as F, and you know uh, Kenya had like Ava and uh, and everybody else. Then it's like, and he talks about a wrinkle in time. I'm like, yo, really? Quality is for a wrinkle in time to not have been the most perfect black movie directed, a yes. movie directed by a black director, and Ava still like get another gazillion million dollar budget movie. That's yeah, quality. It's it's actually great. I'm glad it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah. And give another black person millions of dollars to make a movie because exactly. you trust their judgment. Yes. Exactly. White white people have been allowed to fail in Hollywood for so long and uh we should be allowed to fail too sometimes. Yeah, or for some and, black and, bombs. I want more. And that's and black just to clarify just to clarify that we're not saying we're not saying a wrinkle in time is a failure. It's just that like, you know, it doesn't have to be the best th- like not every black production needs to be, you know, like get out but, like making, you know, 30 times its budget or whatever. <laughs> but at the same time for black people who are uh taking in the content we also have to allow ourselves to yes, be like, true. Mm-hmm. yeah, we that was not the greatest, yeah. but you know what? I rock with them because cancel culture. Because like the reality is like, Black Twitter is a regime, Oof. right? And it's like, <laughs> and, and it's not. It's also not private. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's quite public. Right. So public. we may think the executives who aren't black aren't like listening to what the streets are buzzing about, right? But if we're like, uh, no, so-and-so is canceled, we don't want to see them. It's just like, guess what? Some studio executives like, should we cancel them too? Or I mean, mean, how do we win? We thought we were doing right by doing this, but even their own people are saying it's it's trash. So maybe we should. So it's like, we also need to give ourselves grace yeah. Um, which I'm gonna segue into Molly right quick. Oh, um, here we go. You know, we, <laughs> we, need, we need to give ourselves grace to see ourselves as messy, to see ourselves as working progresses, to see ourselves as growing pains. Because how else are you gonna get to your excellence if you don't fumble? Yeah. I mean, that's, honestly, uh, I feel great. like. I've learned so much from this podcast, but learning that I'm the Molly of the group right now has changed <laughs> has changed my life because I always yeah. always thought of myself as more of an Issa, but I see that I'm Molly and I uh, I'm on Team Molly now. So you, you you've won me over you, officially. But, but being Molly is not a negative. No, you're right. Black brother. Yeah. No, but that's change your person. But that's what I mean, though. Exactly, that's what I mean. I think there's a thing, especially as being a black man. I think when you watch the show, there is. You know what it is? There is something that I think Insecure and your performance of Molly does really well and that's really good is that the layers of showing why someone is tough and guarded. Like I know I'm from Southeast DC and there are a lot of things where like I get called angry or aggressive. And it's like, it's not, for me, it's not being that. It's being passionate, but also just knowing things you don't want to deal with. Like when Molly's like, you know, her dad cheated. I don't know how I can rock with you right now. Like you cheated on my mother. Like that is a real thing. And I'm really happy that we see the levels of that and even see Molly as a person who's that tough go into therapy, even though it's a battle in therapy, you know, because I felt like I've been to that point. Like, I think you're wrong. <laughs> you know, like, I think you're I think you're reading me wrong. You're not listening to what I'm saying, obviously. So, yeah, I don't mean it in a negative way. It's like it's a very encouraging way, because when she literally kind of. Um, and the, well, this when they come out, the episode before last when she's in therapy and hearing her go back and forth with her therapist, I'm like, oh, I can relate to hearing something about yourself, not realizing you do the thing 
but then also justifying the thing that you do because that's how your mind is made up, you know? And then having someone right because after that tell you, hey, you're doing that thing. You're wrong. I'm not doing that. Because uh, the, the thing about it, normal feels comfortable to us, even if normal is actually problematic. But mm. it's all problematic. It's our sense. It's our, it's our pill. And we swallow it. And we, we cuddle it. And when somebody tells you, can I have your, your, your teddy bear? You're like, no. It's like, no, but I need your teddy bear. It's like, but it's mine. And it's like, but if you just got rid of this teddy bear, you could grow up. And it's like, but what if I don't want to grow up? And it's like, well, hold on to your teddy bear. Ruin your life. Um, <laughs> oh, this is great. Um, oh my God. So we know you have to, have to head out soon. Um, so I guess just, yeah, anything, any last thing that you, you, uh, <laughs> want to say i mean everyone should know the the special um is out now on hbo hbo go hbo max hbo now hbo you know they got three thousand like i can't even find hbo max i'm like i I guess it'll be on (laughs) roku soon hbo is a new is a new iphone it's just like i know are you still on on go Uh, there's so many hbo Oh my goodness! Uh, as well as the insecure, you could you could catch up on the on the new season. Um, yeah, anything else that um, uh, we we can uh, um, where could, do you want people to follow you on uh, social media? <laughs> what that, no, what, don't want that Molly I smoke? Actually, I would like less followers. Thank you so much. Yeah. Just, uh, you, you keep your double tap. <laughs> at Ifad Orgy. No, man, you guys have been great. I think what you guys are doing is so necessary, coming together as young Black men, just like moving culture and, and speaking about culture and activating and, and and celebrating culture. And, you know, just thank you for uh, giving me this time and this opportunity. And thank you for watching the special. I'm, I'm always grateful. I, I, I never take it for granted that people will come on to something I'm doing because I'm just like y'all, y'all actually watch like it's like it surprises me and it's like well what did you think you were doing I'm like I know but it's like you plan a party and you're like I hope people show up and then people are like yo that party was bomb we're like it was we feel the same uh, way yes. when people tell us they listen to our podcast we're like really? you guys do <laughs> like for real what episode we did. <laughs> like I have heard a whole me for a week, like literally, oh, that was my so lady great. keeps saying a whole me every time I ask for a certain thing. And I'm like, listen, I'm not even trying to, I'm not trying to have this right now. I just need you to pass <laughs> this to me real quick. She's like, me? A whole me? So that special was dope. So many quotables in it. Um, yeah, right, that's, that's it, why it's trademarked. It's also trademarked. Thank you so much. Oh, oh that, amazing. Yeah. Right. Can, can people buy that merch? Can, we got yeah. merch yet for it? Yeah, well, I, would, I would buy a whole me cup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Don't worry, it's coming. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I was like, run me, run me these coins right quick. You know? <laughs> the fact that the crowd said it the second time they that you were said ready. it, well, the second I time, it. I was like, I wow, that lock in was so quick. I was like, man, that's that's a catchphrase they to go started, right there. You would start a, a song quote, and they would just finish. The- <laughs> I was like, y'all, y'all was right. I was like, yo, the DC, DC crowd is right right now. I love it. But isn't that the beauty yeah. of being a comedian? Like now, there's going to be a meme or, or gift made of you saying a whole me, and that's going to be like used in so many conversations going forward, just sent out to people. <laughs> like, first of all, I still don't know if it's gif or gif. I still do say I. gif, so <laughs> I don't know who's right. 
it's like I also don't say texted. I'm like, no, text is present and past tense. <laughs> <laughs> And people were like, nah, he texted me. I was like, that's too many letters. <laughs> um, but no, it, it is, it's it's surreal because I, I definitely was like, before the special came out, I was like, yo, what's my quotable though? What's my moment? And I, didn't, I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. I was like, what's going to be my, uh, what, what Kevin Hart is about to go down? Yes. I was like, what's going to be yeah. my, yes. it's about to go down? And now uh, the people are telling me. I was like, I appreciate that. Although, they are also saying my mama needs a spinoff. I was like, but it's a comedy special. You don't get a spinoff <laughs> on a comedy special. But see, but look, that's, that's a spinoff. Your mom was so happy at the beginning, looking at the camera, just smiling in it, like just smiling dead in the camera. And then you bringing that bag meant nothing. That bag meant... I don't even know if she uses it, bro. Like, I hope, like, I don't even... At this point, it's done. I did my job. I thought making it meant, like, I could, like, spoil my parents. Clearly, it means they just want more of the things they used to. Again, give me your teddy bear so I can upgrade you, mama. Give me your teddy bear. Anyway. Oh. I, I learned my lesson. Um, I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Thank you yeah, so thank much. You. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, remember you can follow us at Black Man Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website where you can find links to our merch. We actually have a new t-shirt. I don't know if you guys noticed. We got a Is Hancock a Good Movie t-shirt. Not only do we have one of those t-shirts, for whatever reason, we have like five, right? (laughs) We have four. But the beauty is is that the colors give you that old 90s vibe. They really pop right in time for summer, baby. Okay. Get them. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, go check that out. Also, if you rate us five stars on iTunes, we'll read your review on the air. This one is from Raf2534. It's two thumbs up uh, with uh, five stars. He says, such an awesome show. Hosts are so funny. The Green Book episode was funny as hell. Heard these guys on playing check, and now listen to them talk about every movie I've seen. Keep it up. Nice. And then gang, gang. this guy this is Jacka Velli. Hope you guys do the Five Bloods. Thanks. I love it. I love when people. Oh yeah. Leave a five star review, and it's just a request for a movie. That's honestly, I, <laughs> I appreciate that the most. Yeah. Honestly, but also we have to review. But uh, yeah, we are actually going to review the Five Bloods. Next week. We'll see you next week. Hey. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew, ew, ew.